Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here. We have Formula One on tap. It is the week of Spa, one of my favorite weeks on the calendar. But we actually have a lot of news to get to first, which is fun because the spring or spring break, summer break, really, it didn't produce any driver changes, which I am shocked about. Matt is not shocked about because that's what he predicted. So, all right, Matt, you win this round. I'll, I'll give you that one, but... Let's see here. What do we start? We have, I guess, a couple track changes. Or I don't know if changes is the right word, but the city of Austin gave Circuit of the Americas the thumbs up for the October race. Fingers crossed that you might see us there in person covering it. We we sent in an application today, so we'll we'll see on that one. There might be a second coda still. There, the track seems hopeful that there's a second one, but. Again, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway rumors have started to pop up, so I think I would rather see Coda and then IMS. I don't, do, like, do we even need to have that? We don't even need to have that debate. Nope. No, no reason. And then Qatar is looking increasingly likely to join the 2021 calendar in November as a replacement for Australia. I don't particularly know anything about the Qatar track, and I could have looked it up beforehand, but... Uh, was dealing with some other unfortunate issues going on in the world, uh, in in my world. So, Matt, what do you what do you think about all of the all the track changes there? And yeah, we've we've got a handful of places that are that that could easily be could fit in if if Qatar doesn't. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that Coda is going to stick around because I know uh, Road America Group, Jill and Thomas and everybody are planning to go there. So oh, I'm good. I'm glad they can have their weekend. Obviously, it'd be super cool if, if we got access. I don't know. It seems like F1's kind of a juggernaut, so we'll see. Uh, I'm looking up the uh, Qatar layout. I think I found it. The low-sale international circuit. Um, yeah. Is it a Herman Tilk? It does. It looks like it. <laughs> um, let's see what Wikipedia has to say because it doesn't look that good. Uh, it looks like someone tried to redo Bahrain and then like sneezed in the second sector. And oh. Let's see. They did a GP, GP2 Asia in 2009. So do you see the track the track layout on Wikipedia? Like it's yeah. like the one that's on the top right? Tell me that doesn't look like a ghost with its hands flailing in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Come only on. You. Only you. Yeah, well, listen, I I, th- I think I deserve did, a laugh right now. Did you just start something where, you know, like, psychiatrists do ink plots or whatever? We're going to, like, <laughs> try to figure out what... what's in your brain. Yeah. This kind of makes me nervous, though. It says it was built in under a year by a thousand workers. And if if anybody out there doesn't know the history behind... Qatar and their them hosting the World Cup next year. I'm pretty sure. Let me just Google it. There have been mass amount of people that have been killed in the process of building their stadiums, and and it's like it's like an alarming number of people. I'm trying to find it because I don't want to misquote, but I know it's like an alarming figure. It really puts a sour taste on everything, really, and. Yeah, because the Guardian, 6,500 migrant workers have died in Qatar since the World Cup's been awarded building their stadiums. Holy hell. And when is the World Cup there? It's coming up? Uh, Next year. And it's weird because the World Cup's 
had to have shifted from the summer, which is usually like in June, yeah. July. They, they're doing it in, I believe, November because the weather is too hot to do it there in June. Um, and so there's that. There's the bribery scandal. And then there's the amount of people who have died building their stadiums. It's been pretty fraught with drama. And it's that part of it makes me the most aggravated, obviously, that a yeah. lot of people die. So when I heard they're go- the F1 might be going to Qatar, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Like. <laughs> I, it's just not a country that I have good connotations with, we'll say. And then now I see the track layout for the first time as we're talking, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't set me alight either. It's it's a lot of you know they've got a a long straightaway, and then kind of in the in the turn fifteen sixteen area, a couple shorter straightaways, but. Really, outside of that main straightaway, I don't see too many opportunities for passing. Maybe the shorter one, if there's a second DRS zone added there, but uh, I, ooh, I don't know, man. I'm not liking... MotoGP goes there, but that's necessarily not the best thing, because if a track's really good for MotoGP, that doesn't necessarily make it a good Formula One track either. So yeah, a MotoGP bike is like three feet long, while an F1 car is like forty feet long right now. So thereabouts, yeah, there thereabouts. Rough. My math might be like a little off, but interestingly, Sergio Perez has won there in GP2 Asia twelve years ago. But Nico Hulkenberg won there. Not that he'll be racing, but maybe he can offer his who's who's he a who's he a reserve driver for now? Aston. Aston Martin, is it? Yeah, I can't remember, and his Wikipedia pages is not pulling it up, but he could maybe help them with some probably nothing. So what else do we have here? Oh, the the Michael Andretti thing. Why don't why don't you you bring that up? And uh I have a slight counter counter to it based on what Michael Andretti said at where was I this weekend? Uh St. Louis. So, I don't know, about five months ago, we had heard rumors about Michael Andretti wanting to get back in. There was some sort of business person that he was in contact with. And now another recent report that came up last week has suggested that, once again, he's wanting to look into buying an existing team in Formula One. And if we do the math, the only one that really makes sense is Haas. There's literally no other team that I know of that's for sale. Right. In a in a regard, I mean, technically Mercedes, but not really, because I like we said earlier, they should be rebranding next season. Alpha oh, yeah, no, yeah. Alpha Towery no. There's uh, Lance Stroll's not or Lawrence Stroll's not going to sell Aston Martin. So there's really no other team that would make sense other than Haas. And if he's not going to you know build from the ground up, then yeah, it'd have to be Haas. They're going to do some sort of Nasdaq thing where they put their a team or company or whatever on the stock exchange and raise $250 million somehow. Unfortunately, I'm not an expert in that area, so I don't know how that works exactly, but uh, the stock symbol will be WNNR, winner. <laughs> so if they finish last, it's going to be kind of awkward. So, yeah, I'm uh, a little skeptical. What is, your, uh, what is your take on it based on St. Louis? I'm very skeptical. So... Michael Andretti came out and said, and I don't remember who he said it to, but this, if you, I vaguely remember hearing about this like a couple years ago, maybe. 
Yes, there was a time he was in Montreal, and yeah. I can't remember who he was at the view. I know I think it was right before Force India was sold. Right. So he said, "We're not." He said, "I don't know why you're bringing up an old story." He said, "Essentially, nothing has changed from a couple years ago." That's what he told you. No, that's what he he not me directly, but somebody else that was in the media center. So why? it. <laughs> why it, would we bring it up? I don't know because it was in Racer four days ago (laughs) yeah i i don't understand like so that's you know obviously there's some sort of disconnect there like why it was brought up again but it might have been the trackside online guys so steve wittick and and patrick stefan i don't i I think it was them because i'm I'm pretty friendly with them so they would they would tell me but i am almost positive somebody in the media center said this is old news is there's really nothing to it so move on so that's why I, I didn't even bother. Uh, I wasn't even going to tweet about it until oh, I tweeted about it, and then I realized, oh, this this might be old news. So kind of interesting, I guess. Listen, if Andretti buys Haas, good riddance, because I think Gene Haas just isn't fit to run a Formula One team. And but unfortunately, I feel like Michael Andretti would be stuck with Mazepin. So. Yeah, we actually I came up at the dinner table last night with my parents. If he could find a sponsor, not necessarily, but if he yeah, required yeah, yeah, yeah. it to be bankrolled, then yeah, unfortunately. I, f- I feel like Michael Andretti's got plenty of money, but going into Formula One at the start, like having a spot, having Mazepin's money, is, this like really hurts to like say this. Un- you know, unless you're bankrolling $250 million in the stock exchange, which I don't understand either. I'm sure my brother would because he's like a finance guru or wizard or whatever you want to call it, but I am not. So I don't know. I'm not putting too much stock into this one. Like I'm not honestly outside of when you and I talked about it for like three seconds before the show, I would have totally forgotten that we even that it was in the news last week. Do we have anything else? news wise to get to before we talk oh let's give a shout a shout out to alex albon a for joining the show last week and b won a dtm race i don't really have much else to say other than good for alex and because i'm a little bit of a fan now since he was very friendly i guess uh toto is waiting until september to make a decision yeah of course so here's here's one and then we can get to talking about spa unless you have anything else so with the extra time that they were granted to use the wind tunnel based on the new arrow testing rules that, that came out this year that we discussed a couple months ago, Ferrari had a what equated to, I think, six or eight extra hours in the tunnel, which is one day extra in the tunnel. I don't know financially what one day in the tunnel costs, but I'm sure it's not cheap. And they said out of that extra day all of that extra work, they got less than 0.1 seconds of time gained on track, they think. How? Why? Why, Mattia? Why? Makes you feel better. That wind tunnel will probably cost at least hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly. That's my point. And I know you I know you know that and you're just you're just messing with me, but you spend like you should have a goddamn gameplay and to go in there and go we're gonna make the most out of this extra day uh no we're just gonna throw a little we're gonna throw some leaflets and some loose leaf binders on here and we're gonna see what it does that's the italian way yeah i'm it's it's annoying because they actually have improved this year 
and they're just screwing up every chance they get to be, you know, the clear-cut number three teams. I think they're tied or, like, two points behind McLaren right now. And, you know, I could be totally off. Maybe a tenth of a second is, like, the biggest deal ever, but... I don't think so, because if they're improving a tenth, that means McLaren is likely also improving probably more than a tenth, because I think McLaren utilizes their car development much better, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. Uh, I would say within the last two years, maybe, but... Yes, that's what I meant. I didn't mean, like, historically. Oh, yeah, because McLaren's had a, a t- <laughs> tough Yeah, they had a rough it. couple of years. Yeah, the whole 2010s decade was not the best for them. I was, I was watching the... This is a GP2 engine... Uh, Alonzo race uh, last night. Oh, what was that? Suzuka 15? 16? 16? Yeah, yeah. Either way, it was... Oh, God. You just cringe when you hear that. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to add. I mean, that's kind of... They could be lowballing. You never know. They could just be like, you know, maybe not revealing their hand, sandbagging. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, F1 teams really like to sandbag in, in testing, but... I, I don't know. I don't know why you would come out with, you know, what's the point of even saying anything then? I'd rather get rid of wind tunnels like the whatever proclamation says it's going yeah, to happen in 2030. Yeah, the 2030, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing midseason testing coming back. Now, that's not to say, I, like, Ferrari can just go to, uh, what is it called, Fiorano? Or their... Right, right, right. Their whole Marinello or whatever. They can't just like go there and then just run all day every day like they used to do back in the day, but like how IndyCar does it, where there's like private test sessions that every team's invited to, and if you want to, you can come, but you don't have to. But that way, like you know, maybe not even like more than four, but just have test session. Plus, the cool thing about what F1 testing used to do is like they used to do spring training at like Jerez even though they didn't race there on the calendar that year. And it's, like, super cool. They could go to that track in Finland. They could go to a couple other European tracks that they may not necessarily go to very often just to do a test day. I think that would be kind of cool. So, yeah, I think the wind tunnel thing is – didn't McLaren just, like, ask Bahrain for a bunch of money to build one? Yeah, I think they got a loan. Let me – why don't you start talking about Spa or or rambling on for a couple seconds here? And I will, ooh, wind wall, wind tunnel. Words are hard today. Why do they call it apartments? Why do they call it apartments? I, I don't know. Well, they're all built together, so. Oh, God. That was a good dad joke. I'll get, you know, I'll I'll give you that one. Well, you, you told me to ramble. I don't know why. I yeah. could start talking about spa, but then we're just going to have to come back to this anyways. They have a new wind, <laughs> wind tunnel. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> what, do, what do I expect? Uh, new wind wind tunnel that should be operational sometime in 2022. So, sweet, yeah. they get it for nine whole years. Sweet. Oh no, we decided that they could use it for road cars too. I guess. Right. Somebody like McLaren or Ferrari might get use out of having a wind tunnel still. Mercedes or whatever they end up being called. Let's let's check years. on Frank Williams. <laughs> Frank Williams What's he going to use wind wind or wind tunnel? Well, no, it's Doralton Capital now. So Doralton ah. Capital. Doralton Capital will use it to make money. Maybe they can make aerodynamic coins. I think we're on to something here. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, man. Aerodynamic yeah. coins. Everybody, if everybody's wondering, I have been on the road for essentially the last 22 days, and it hit hard yesterday that I really haven't slept very much. So, yeah. 
Let's let's talk about Spa before everybody stops listening because I'm an idiot. Yeah, that part. Top five from last year was, go figure, Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen. No. I know. And then Daniel Ricciardo, Esteban Ocon. I did tweet out, I have this new thing called Potagami. I love uh, it. It's kind of like Scorigami. For those who don't know what Scorigami is, I'd be happy to explain it to you in DM. But Potagami is basically like when there's a combination of podiums that we've never seen before. So, for example, if this next podium is Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen at Spa, that has obviously happened actually more than any other podium combination in Formula One history, and I think it's by a couple now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not just up. by one or two. It's by no. at least a handful. So, uh, 1,046 races that Formula One has run so far in its history, 686 different combos. Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas has happened 17 times. Hamilton, Rosberg, Vettel, 14. Alonzo, Weber, Vettel, 13. Interesting to note that these are all basically from the last 15 years. Yeah, um, it makes sense because, you know, the 50s and 60s, you know, the schedule is pretty short. So It could have been anybody, too. Yeah. I guess the only one I'm surprised, I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of Prost-Senna combo on here with, like, Manzel or P. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! BK or Burger. Yeah. Again, those cars weren't as reliable back then. So it's true. One uh, race. So yeah, between the reliability and then there's only th- three teams on here. No, sorry, four. No, three. Mercedes, four, Red Bull, three. and Ferrari. Four. Because I wouldn't count McLaren. No. No, it's any of that. No. So yeah, so the prior week, though, of Ocon, Signs, and Hamilton was a Potagami. So that was fun. Uh, so we will keep our eyes out for Potagami this weekend to see if we get a new combination. We discussed the unfortunate death of the track president last week, yeah. so hopefully there will be some sort of tribute uh, yes. before the race because that, again, is just 
a tragic situation, but the show goes on and I'm not sure. I've got the times in front of me if you if you want me to go there. Yeah, there's no driver changes, there's no team changes, no liveries. No. Spa would be a good place to th- you know, have a special livery if you were a team because you're going to get more eyes because it's such a famous track. Like that it would be a good place for for the Go- McLaren Golf livery type type deal if it wasn't Monaco. Right. But the times practice yes, go ahead. Practice one. This is all Eastern times. We don't do Central times here. Oh, I'm gonna be on the Eastern time on on this weekend. So oh. you're welcome. Oh, cool. I need to pay attention. <laughs> oh, where are you going? I will be in Virginia Beach. Oh, right. You'll be on the other side of the state from Frenchie. Where's I think he you're live? Like in, technically in Virginia, but it's like four hours from you. Yeah. Or four hours from Virginia Beach, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, practice one is at 5:30 a.m. Practice two, 9 a.m. Qualifying uh, practice two. Qualifying Saturday, nine a.m. Race Sunday, nine a.m. F three is also racing this weekend. I hate this. This, and I'm I'm gonna rant on this for a second before we make our predictions. Are you me today? I might be. What is gonna happen in the IndyCar episode later? Like, am I gonna just have to take a back seat? You might. I guess we'll find out. Damn. So race one for F three is four oh five. Race two is eleven fifty five. Race three Sunday at four forty. The F two and F three schedule sucks. It's awful. They race. So I I talked a little bit about this with Christian Lungard, and I talked about it with somebody else at the track, an IndyCar track in the last couple weeks. I don't remember who it was. So you race three times in a weekend, eight times all year. That means sixteen race weekends you aren't racing. That's you know that's how Christian Lungard ended up essentially in IndyCar for a weekend. Hats off to him for his performance again. And so they're on a F2 right now is on a on a seven week break. I think they come back in Monza. And then F and then so they race Monza and they race one other race close by. And then they have another ten week break. I just don't see how on earth that is good for driver development to be in the car for a couple days and then out of the car for six weeks. Especially because a lot of these kids you know, maybe let's say Nicholas Latifi is still in F2. His dad's got enough money. He can do whatever he wants off then, you know, test a car, drive some F3 Asian series or something like that to stay active. But not all these kids can do that. I just don't think it's the right plan. And I have heard they are, look, the FIA will be adjusting the schedule for F2 and F3 again next year. But I don't want to say any more than that because I don't want to steal the, the thunder from who will be breaking the news overseas in a couple weeks. Like you just so, broke the news. Yeah. I, you know, there's, there's more to come on it. That was my old man yells at the clouds rant. I'm probably okay. have a couple of them for IndyCar tonight. I think the only thing I would add to that is I hope the crews, engineers, everybody, does, I hope they're not getting like furloughed during this time. Yeah. I don't know how that, I wouldn't think so, but what do they do for, I mean, there's like, there's like the tale of two. I mean, you got like NASCAR and IndyCar, where it seems like IndyCar in the summer, they like never get a week off, and then like NASCAR's thirty six races plus All Star plus Gatorade plus the whatever it's called the Did Bush Shootout. G- Gatorade, isn't that what the Gatorade one twenty fives? I know. set the field for the Daytona five hundred. Oh, uh, I don't. I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We shouldn't mention NASCAR because now yeah, we're, we're going to get in trouble. We're, we're being divisive right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. How but dare it, you? Sorry. Sorry. My bad. I'll own that one. 
but yeah, I thought I just hope they're not getting like furloughed because ten weeks off is I don't even know what I'd do myself, but it'd be nice to take a check for not really doing a whole lot, especially since it's this pretty much a spec series. Obviously, teams can adjust the cars and develop them a little bit, but it's a spec series. I don't know what they're doing for their ten weeks off or whatever. So yeah, I'd have uh, nothing else to add. Hopefully, Aston Martin puts enough fuel in Vettel's car this week. Yeah, seriously. Uh, who you got doing good uh, at the race? Pierre Gasly had a hell of a pass going up into Eau Rouge last year there. So let's stick with the gas man to have a, a good weekend at, at Spa again. I am hot taking Daniel Ricardo. Okay. I almost did that. I'm glad I didn't. So you could you could lose that one. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> What's that mean? No. Okay. <laughs> what you got doing bad? Let's go with you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do this. You guys all could see it coming from a mile away since the last race. Esteban Ocon. Oh jeez. <laughs> I hope he wins again. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go Vettel. I think it's he's had a couple good races in a row. So yeah. something's gonna go wrong and hopefully a non dramatic way. Top ten dark horse. Top ten dark horse. I will take Hmm. This is always the toughest one, and I feel like this year it's it's more tough than it usually is. So I will say Yuki Sonoda is going to finish in the top ten. And I will say the king of spa himself, Kimi Raikkonen. Man, I put all my good eggs in the Alpha Towery basket. This could be bad news. I have Ricardo Vettel and Raikkonen so far. Party like it's 2000. 1997. (laughs) (laughs) Then lastly, who is getting out in Q1 with Latifi and the Haas cars? Latifi and the Haas cars. I like no longer throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because honestly, the way you said that, I was like, wait, is is that? Did we add a new category here? Let's go with Lance Stroll. And I will go with your boy Yuki, who was another topic of discussion. Oh yeah, go ahead dinner last night is that something you and I have talked about is if Honda not if when Honda leaves the sport yeah does that mean Yuki no longer gets the support from Honda do you think he will get a ride still at Alpha Tauri on merit or do you think because Honda's pulling out that they will find someone in the Red Bull Academy that's I mean he was in the Red Bull Academy so you'd think maybe Red Bull still would want him but then again, if Helmut Mark Helmut Marko seems to come out and like criticize him every week, even if he like last race he finished eighth or sixth or somewhere around there. He, f- he finished in the top ten in Hungary, and you know then going back to the news, there was an article that came out that said uh, Sonoda's rookie F one struggles not out of the blue. Like, why are we kind of throwing the guy under the bus again? Like, yeah, we expect it, but. The guy's not going to gain any more confidence when you keep putting headlines out there like that. Then again, it is Red Bull, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I'm trying to check here. Yeah, so in 2019, he joined the Red Bull Junior Program, which is the same year that Honda joined Red Bull. So I'm guessing that wasn't an accident. So... Okay, that's... And it's not like... Yeah, like he's had a good result here and there, but it's not like he's the world's greatest rookie. So... What other series in the world has Honda power? Not NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You're correct. I think it would be our friends in IndyCar. It would be. Although you said the word NASCAR, so you have to say something nice about them real quick. 
they go to cool tracks like Watkins Glen. There you go. That's the one, that's the one cool thing we can narrow down about NASCAR. Sometimes they their cool. paint schemes are really cool. Yeah, but they go to cool tracks and ruin them. I'm sorry. Nope, sorry. Nope, Retract. Nope. Can't mean. say that. Sorry. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think uh, I will be the first to maybe start the Sonoda to IndyCar rumors. But um, I don't see it, but I would be thrilled to see it because I think he would play the ballsy villain role pretty well. You can go ahead and say it. You can just say he's like a younger Sato. No, that's actually not what I was going to say. I was trying to, I, I almost, I was going to curse, and I was like, I don't feel like editing that out later, so. Why? <laughs> you know what makes me feel happy and makes me giggle inside is when I say the cock instead of peacock. Yeah, I'm just, we're, we're, we're just going to delete this I feel like thing. this just turned into an IndyCar episode at the end of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy F1 at Spa this weekend. I will be watching from my couch. I don't think I'm going to do too much live tweeting this weekend because I haven't been home in a long time and I'm going to the beach. So I'm going to relax, but we'll be back next week to discuss it. Maybe we'll get some silly season news now that people are back at the track and can sign contracts. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Come on, George Russell. And you're talking to me. No, no, you're no. Anyway. Everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing, and thank you, as always, for continuing to listen. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.